Welcome back to That's Kinda Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Nikki. I'm Shaysel. And I'm Jill. And yeah, hi guys. How have things been going? Um, I can't even remember right now. <laughs> okay, I guess okay. So yeah, I guess that's just like, they're just literally definition of going. Just days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My brain is one big brain fart right now. Like you asked that and I'm like like <laughs> literally the only thing my brain <laughs> literally the only thing my, my brain thought was pain. <laughs> like that's literally it. Like it's so much pain right now. <laughs> Not emotional pain, physical pain. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe clarify that. Girl got diagnosed with ADHD at so congratulations thank welcome you part of the, the club. yeah welcome to the club yeah um we're welcoming the like thing because i was when i was talking to my therapist i said i think i have it and like listed off symptoms and i was like whenever my friends would talk about it i'd be like duh like yeah everybody does that and i was like wait not everybody does that i just do that <laughs> and so maybe i have adhd <laughs> so i was like explaining i was like yeah i just when they would list it, i thought it was normal and then i'm like wait it's not normal and then the thing that made her go like oh was that I cannot wait in lines for the life of me. So I might have texted you guys about this, but my prescription gets filled in a CVS that's in a Target. So I'll like go and then I'll also grab some stuff from Target. And if there's a line, I'll go do my Target shopping first and then come back. And if there's still a line, I literally just check out and go home. Like, and then I come back the next day. Because <laughs> I'm like, I literally would rather come back out here than stand in this line right now. And when I told that to my therapist, she was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what, I think that was what tipped it over the edge until like, yeah, let's do the. Uh, there are so many, so many characteristics of ADHD that we just don't know about. Even, it's weird. I thought that I'd be able to learn more about it once I learned about it in my psychopathology class with the DSM-5. But even in the DSM-5, it does include a lot of the primary characteristics of like inattentive type, hyperactivity, stuff like that, which are a lot of the ones we know of. Like obviously, well, things like not being able to follow instructions or doing things that you're not really interested in. And then for hyperactivity, yeah. you guys know that. But there are so many other things that I didn't know about until my, I also got my ADHD assessment. My form, my first formal one was in, I had had the diagnosis, but I did like a whole three-hour assessment thing um, the fall of 2019. And it was during that that I was like, holy shit, there are so many of my behaviors that are attributed to this ADHD. Like just even interpersonal things that you don't think of when you're yeah. thinking of ADHD because it feels like such like a, a personal, just like, oh, I can't focus on what I'm doing type of thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's just like yeah. as I've been looking more into it, I was like, oh, okay, didn't realize that. Um, she actually pulled out the DSM when we were talking nice. about it because we were talking about how there's like the different types and like it's like a newer diagnosis and they're still learning about it and stuff. So she was like, literally, if you read the DSM, it's like so vague and you probably wouldn't technically have it because it's like mostly the hyperactivity one and less of the inattentive one and I'm like the inattentive one so I identify more with those and she's like it's she was like ranting I was like go off sis it sounded like something you'd be talking about Chasel. um about <laughs> she was like the different committees that define all these disorders don't meet so she's like the people who do ADHD should be talking to the people who do anxiety who should be talking to the people who do depression and they don't they just do it independently and there are so many exactly. symptoms that overlap that people get misdiagnosed and stuff like that right. so I was like literally pop off so yeah all right should we dive in because we don't have it's gonna be a shorter episode today so we're gonna dive right in 
even though yes. I'm the one who was talking about other stuff. <laughs> okay, so today we are going to talk about a cult uh, called, what was it, the 12, 12 Tribes? Yes. Yeah, 12 Tribes. That didn't sound right. I was like, wait, why, did, why are they called 12 Tribes? I know. Well, because they they also own a bunch of restaurants. Yeah, so yes, that's called. the yelly yellow yelly yelly deli. Yelly deli. <laughs> yellow deli. Like <laughs> I didn't realize that there were multiple. It was like a chain. I thought it was one location. Yeah, even in different countries. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, okay, because I I had heard of this, but I didn't really know much about it until I started looking at it into it for this episode and the first thing i'll say um is shay right before this episode we talked about like the research we did and shay sell said like she listened to three podcasts and couldn't remember a thing because she has a migraine <laughs> and i was like part of that is too i feel like this cult is like so stereotypical cult that it's almost like where like what are the details like because it's just like i know think of a cult and it's this like that's why it's like no, not seriously. memorable which sounds mean but i mean like be mean to it like it'll go off who the fuck cares well, about this it's more of like, terrible. I was thinking, no like, i know when people join the cult they like think it's amazing so i'm like oh yeah is cult isn't memorable and it like ruins people's <laughs> lives so I'm like no For i just real. mean like principles wise i guess yeah it would be f tier on our tier list True. for real <laughs> i was thinking about it, almost exactly that when I was l- listening to the last um, podcast episode on this, I was thinking like, holy shit, I feel like I'm watching the explained that show on Netflix I talk about sometimes has a, an episode on cults and it's just like the, it talks about some <laughs> examples, but it's just like the foundation of cults and basically like what studies that have determined the steps of joining a cult and stuff. And it's like, that is, it felt like I was like re-listening to that episode just with, with an unnamed to it <laughs> because it yeah. really is just like re- your most generic type of cult. It's like, get creative, yeah. sis. Right. Can I say how I found this cult? Yeah. Um, so I, I heard of this cult because I follow this person on Instagram. I don't even I don't really know why I follow her. She's like kind of a micro influencer. I found on YouTube once. I follow her on Instagram and she was like traveling and she posted about going to the Yellow Deli and she was like, This place was so cute and like no. they had all these cute names on the menu. And the next day she was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea this was a cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cringe bad. that's one thing if i were an influencer even a micro influencer that's something my anxiety would be like i'm gonna post about something it's gonna be a cult and i'm not gonna know but then my rational mind would be like oh come on what are the odds of that happening and then it fucking happened to this girl <laughs> right no i would check every single thing i post i would check i would the whole history <laughs> everything because yeah. i would not now we know <laughs> yeah Jill, what was your first impression of it? Do you agree? Oh my gosh. Okay. Honestly, it's like such a basic cult that like, okay, so I read the Wikipedia page first because it's the 21st century and (laughs) I'm not going to be going the fuck off. Okay. But reading the Wikipedia page, I'm like, this is like barely even like a cult. That's how much of a cult like stereotypical cult it is. They're just like making it sound like it's all like religious bullshit that they're like this is fine yeah (laughs) we just like love jesus we're just like different jesus lovers yeah it just sounds like almost like mormon we're more more yeah yeah like it just sounds like like southern baptist type shit yeah it didn't sound like anything like it sounded it sounded just like a like really crazy religious sect which like it basically started out as which we'll get into but 
as you go further down the Wikipedia page, they <laughs> obviously go into more detail about their beliefs and what's the word? Scandals surrounding them. <laughs> They're like, our top belief is that you have the right to beat the shit out of children. That's like basically <laughs> one of the things they're well, going to no. like die for. They vehemently deny that they're committing abuse against children, obviously, because why would they be like, yeah, we abuse children, love. Well, yeah, but they call it like corporal punishment, but they like use like rods and sticks and shit. So they are like beating up the kids, but they like justify it by saying it's like corporal punishment. And they like, yeah, in the thing I watched, they like cite the Bible. I forget there's some passage that says like, basically, if you don't punish your kids, if you if you spare the rod for your child, you do not love your child. And they specify yeah. that that it's specifically to break down their willpower. That's hidden information from maybe like government bodies. But within the cult, it is like straight up known that the reason for it is to take away any willpower that kids have so that they can keep exploiting them. Yeah, that's that's like the the cult like psychology shit. Yeah. There yeah. okay, I wanna I wanna explain why like the cult ex- yeah. or the religion, you know, the Twelve Tribes explains their reasoning. Yeah. For wait, for For why they beat children. Beating children. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So at the I think this was on the Wikipedia page, but they said that children have been noted to play a central role in the group's eschatological beliefs, especially the sons. The Twelve Tribes believe that it is the parents' responsibility to properly enforce a consequence for sin, which they deem like literally anything as being a sin so that they can beat children more, because why wouldn't they? Well, they're, um, as a cult. What's the term called when you are like, you believe in the Bible, like word for word? Oh, yeah. It's like literal. No. 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 It's like literal literalists or something like it's it's something like that where yeah it's not even like a religion it's more of like the way you interpret the bible instead of interpreting yeah. it as like fables and like life lessons they're like no literally this all happened and also like we cannot show skin below the collarbone or mix fabrics or like they literally follow it to a t instead of just like the main teachings yeah but yeah. what are those called is it fun- I it's I don't not think fundamentalist, it. right? It's worse than that. It's like even yeah. more. Okay, intense. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember. But what were you saying, Jill? Um, okay, so finishing my thought here. They enforce this consequence for sin so that they can allow the child to maintain the state of a clean conscience. This causes the child to understand accountability to the choices he or she makes. Over time, the children's children will be better equipped to deal with or overcome the faults of their predecessors. And this will enable future generations of the group to hopefully be the 144,000 of Revelation 7. Which, okay, so that's related to their main beliefs where they think that there are three eternal destinies. Also, really quick, it is biblical literalism. I thought I made that word up, but I guess that's what it is. Um, Okay, so they believe in the three eternal destinies, which are the belief that after the fall of man, which if you're like me, I didn't know what that means because the fall of man is capitalized. That's just where Adam ate the apple. Adam and Eve ate the apple. The first sin, basically, was the fall of man. Um, Yeah, I'm like, okay, so we are already doomed before anyone even... (laughs) arrived i guess according to this religion (laughs) um okay so after the fall of man every person is given a conscience and that after dying every person goes to a state of being called death 
um, regardless of faith. Bars. Upon the second coming, yeah. <laughs> Upon the second coming, believers will be brought back for the thousand years to reign with Yahshua, which is their like form of Jesus, um, before the last judgment. It's just the Hebrew pronunciation of Jesus. So it it is Jesus. It's just the pronunciation. I yeah. I don't think that they like claim it as being. Well, I guess that they said that they believe in like some other Jewish beliefs, but I don't know if they're like trying to claim that they believe in the same well there a lot a lot of their stuff so in the documentary i watched a lot of their stuff is old testament like that's like and i thought it was and they all are given hebrew names so it's interesting it does reflect a lot of well the 12 tribes has to do with the reason why it's called the 12 tribes i can't remember the exact detail but it's something related to 12 tribes of something in israel yeah Yeah. so i think it is yeah pretty reflective of judaism which i thought was interesting which is yeah, just they do Testament. celebrate like certain Jewish holidays as well, but people have claimed that they're anti-Semitic. Yeah, so, they, yeah, yeah. God, they that's why be. I'm confused by it. I feel like I'm that's like, like okay. another cult staple. You have to be anti-Semitic. I know. That's why I'm like they. Yeah, right. <laughs> Literally. Um, okay, so at the end of this thousand years of reign um, before the last judgment, all of the non-believers will be judged according to their deeds and put into one of two groups, the righteous and the filthy or unjust. The filthy and the unjust will be sent to the lake of fire, all capitals there, while the righteous will go on into eternity and fill the universe. People are so fucking dramatic. <laughs> like, they can't just say that like, they're going to be burned. You have to go to, like, a lake of fire. Like, so, like <laughs> yeah. how, first of all, like, how do you have a lake of beach. fire? A lake is inherently water. So when you say like pit of fire, I'm just like, what are they even talking about? Pit of fire about? is too hellish for <laughs> True. them. True. They were like, fuck, what's another word for this? Yeah, right. And everyone's it's like, oh, okay, it's a lake. Fire. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little bit of what they believe in. They're also all about, so just like every other cult, they believe in a lot of eschatology. Eschatol- eschatology. Jesus Christ, this word. What does that mean? <laughs> It it's literally so I looked this up yesterday. I'm like, I cannot believe that there's like an actual study of this, that there's a word for this, but it's literally <laughs> the study, the like part of theology that is all about the end times, like the end of the world and the destiny oh, of humanity. Interesting. I mean it makes sense it's literally so much of religion is based on that. True. It's really religious lens. Like it it studies like the different religious approaches to yeah interesting yeah That'd be interesting i know isn't that cool it's just, yeah, it, right. is it is pretty cool that chasel that's a good point like religion is literally sorry if you're religious and listening to this but like they were created as like comfort systems and ways of oh, understanding exa- death right. and so it's interesting like that's why end of times is like such a big theme because it's like oh shit a lot of people are gonna die but maybe i could like escape that and live forever exactly it's just like interesting it just reflects like the most like core human fear of like right dying because we're our own mortality yeah 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 that'd be cool to take a college course on or something you know just be able to right yeah the the main thing that i'm remembering from the last God, I can't believe I listened to like a solid at least three and a half hours of it today. And I can't believe that the only one I'm remembering is the last one I listened to. <laughs> I did this instead of doing my final due tomorrow too. Okay. Anyways. So That's nice to know my classic. time was wasted. Yeah. For real. So the last thing I heard on there is that one of the, I don't, I know the guy that they were talking about wasn't the leader. I can't remember his name right now, but I think he was like another leader in some subsect 
of of the 12 tribes he had a wife who got some type of cancer and i think maybe uterine cancer i'm not sure and naturally because of their beliefs they wouldn't allow any sort of medical intervention intervention because that's not what god wanted supposedly so instead they yeah so instead they had basically i mean they literally said basically thoughts and prayers and like holistic type of healing and in this holistic healing they told her what did they they told her that she was cured three days later she died oh my god yeah i'm sorry i don't yeah. mean to laugh but like no but actually no but, I, but but like holy shit like the fact that the it was timing. just three days later too <laughs> right right and apparently then they knew like the leaders knew that this could potentially create some sort of cognitive di- cognitive dissonance which i'm assuming most people listening to this know what that is but just in case cognitive dissonance is basically this struggle internal struggle that we go through when we have two conflicting beliefs that we kind of believe in for example a great example of cognitive dissonance is um conservatives who are for what's what's the name of oh uh, for the death penalty but also because like but then at the same time like life is sacred so like pro-life you know so that's cognitive dissonance it doesn't make sense you have two very conflicting beliefs that you live by but in this case there was this conflicting belief occurring of like okay she died but we're in this cult to prevent us from dying basically or at least at the mercy of god or whatever but she died so how are we going to explain this to the rest of the people so they don't question? And they basically explained it away by saying that she just wasn't devout enough. And they blamed oh. her. <laughs> the wife of, like, the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nope. Even she's she, not good enough. She was, no, for real. She was supposed to, I guess there was, like, another step. She was just <laughs> like, Finn. <laughs> I just knocked my mic onto my keyboard. <laughs> Just hear the faint. Oh my god! I'm not so scared though. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, apparently she was in. She was supposed to take some other step in their religious process that she hadn't done yet. So they just blamed it on that. And yeah, and I guess most that was enough for most people to believe. God, that's. I feel like wow. that's one of those things where like you're so deep in it that you're like, I'll believe whatever you tell me because I don't want to have to like admit that maybe. I got conned, basically. Right. You know? Like I feel like that's one that you just believe because you have to. Yeah. Right. I mean, you like literally live on a compound with them, like yeah. leaving and having no money or job, and like basically you cut off your whole family because that's what they do in this cult. And not having the kids, not having an education, really, yeah. they're forced. So with the yellow deli restaurants, whatever they are, they or delis, I don't fucking know. Everyone that works there is part of that cult and they don't get paid. So the leader makes all that money, like just like 100% profit, essentially. I mean, I'm sure some other people up there get paid for it, too. But like none of the workers, so no one in the commune has any sort of money. And they're not they don't receive an education, which is in part because it makes it that much more unlikely for them to leave because if they leave they're like they don't know how to survive in the outside world type of thing so just more and more things to prevent people from leaving this cult and having these kids raised there like i kind of mentioned earlier they use them for exploitation and like that's part of the reason why cult members i don't know for all cults but in this cult at least like kind of encouraged to have children because once they have children they just have more slave labor to use eventually it's fucking crazy well so I watched, um, it's on Hulu, it's Cults and Extreme Beliefs. It's just like one season, I think. I actually casually put it on yesterday to like try it and I just didn't like its reporting style. So then for this, I like YouTubed to try to find one and that was the first result was they did it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like watch the reporting style. So that's something we were going to comment on 
after this, but in that they were interviewing somebody who left the cult and she talked about all that, about how she like had no money, but luckily she had a cousin who took her in. Um, but what's cool is she actually started a nonprofit for other people who leave the cult and she like gives them a crash course nice. on like life and she'll like help them set up a bank account and like get their driver's license and they can stay there for a little bit and like all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was really cool because she even said she's like, that's why a lot of people don't leave because it's like, what am I going to do like when I leave? Right. And also everyone you know is in the cult. So like you yeah. ha- you have no one that you can reach out to for help or anything. It's so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. The article I read, I think that they interviewed that girl also because um, they were talking oh. about how she helps people. But they also mentioned that like an ex-leader literally who left the cult. Oh. Yeah. I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting a leader to leave. But yeah. That's um, a bad look. Yeah, he mentioned basically that like your family doesn't want to cut you off, but they cut off the family. And I'm assuming that like once you cut off your family, it's kind of hard to forgive sometimes if you're leaving yeah. them for a cult. Yeah. Depending on your family. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, so one thing I was texting them was when I was watching the A and E cults and religions, it was very like CNN 60 minute style, which obviously are like very well informed and like trustworthy sources. But I realized I hate that form of documentary <laughs> where they're in- interviewing victims. It just feels like so they were interviewing this woman who left the cult, which I obviously is like important and the woman agreed to it and stuff. And so it's not like inherently wrong. But like the way the reporters like just like prod at like an issue and like they'll more or less put words in their mouth or just like repeat stuff where it's like okay like they just repeated it for emphasis like the girl said like yeah and then I like had no I've had no communication with my family that are still in the cult and the interview was like so you were forced to cut off all contact with your family still in the cult it's like that's literally what the bitch just said. Like I just like <laughs> hate and so I realized I like the YouTube ones because I feel like they're much more just like here are the facts this is what happened not like exploiting the victims for like information. I hate the like dramatization that occurs in those like, like you saying yeah. that. I don't know about this specific documentary that you watched but and I I've never like personally put on 60 minutes but I have watched a couple episodes before with friends and stuff. And I really don't like the format. And I can, with what you're saying, I can almost hear the the music in the background that they would have with this <laughs> yeah. shit happening. And again, this I've watched some 60 Minutes and they are like really well done and well informed. You know, it's not even like, it's not like that they're like giving false information or, or right. anything. It's just like, I feel like that style of journalism is like outdated now. Yeah, I know. It's I so like-, like sensationalistic. Yeah, watching those just feels like you're in 2003. For real. No matter, Literally. <laughs> no matter when they come out. Why am I watching like this interviewer sit at like a 33 degree angle from the victim and there's like <laughs> plants behind them and a gray wall. And I'm just like right. watching them talk. Like, it's just like weird. Right. And they always, the interviewer is always kind of talking quietly like this. How does that make you feel? I'm like, am I watching a therapy session? It's like creeping me out. I feel like I'm like intruding. No, seriously. They do all these things to make it seem like more personal when it needs to be and then more like dramatic when it needs to be. At the end of the day, it's like when it's in those documentaries, it just feels like whatever will get us views like in a very similar way to true crime things. I mean, this is yeah. true crime, basically. It's ugh, I hate it. Well, Jill, what did you do? Did you listen to podcasts or... No, I was just oh, reading. Um, yeah, I was reading. 
it's interesting we all did like different different medias media right forms, so that's good we probably covered a lot yeah. of bases. different sources I wish I could remember more of like the actual details behind their beliefs. I'd like to point out because I don't want to ignore this aspect because it's actually like a really a really big part of it. Besides like the child abuse and exploitation and all that stuff, they're also extremely racist and have a lot of things talking about how um, I don't know if like now they include them, but in general they have like literal text saying that implying that certain things are only for like light skinned people and white people and stuff like that. So, you know, naturally they're also just like fucked up in that way too, because why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Wikipedia page said, I mean, didn't like go into detail about it at all, but they said the 12 tribes. Oh my God. Saying that. I know. <laughs> saying the 12, 12 tribes. I hate that. <laughs> I know. I hate how it feels in my, my mouth. mouth saying can't it. work. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have an ugly fucking cult name. You need to change that. Well, they've literally changed the name like 12 times at this Maybe point. Maybe that's why it's called the 12 tribes. It's tried. No, <laughs> um, but they, they teach their followers that the Bible holds, the Bible apparently says this quote unquote, that blacks are servants of whites. And that slavery oh. was a marvelous opportunity for black people. Oh. So um, definitely racist as fuck. I know which part of the Bible they're referencing. It's part of it called like the beast in the field is what they is what they're talking about. Oh my about. god. And it's like when like men The Beast. Ru- oh no. Rule, but the Bible never says it's a man and calling it a beast. It literally just calls it a beast. Yeah. And so probably in biblical times they were like scary like beast and then white people saw that and they're like let's just use this as another way to justify slavery. So it literally doesn't even say like it says man rule over beasts and then what's fucked up is that in the past they defined like black people as beasts and then still use that as like justification. It's so disgusting. So fucked up. Speaking yeah. of the Bible thing this cult which this isn't that rare for cult to do it's kind of like basic cult psychology honestly but in this particular case the followers were told to like follow whatever parts of the bible they were supposed to follow but they also would say to make sure that they could keep them in line with whatever they needed them to believe they'd say like yeah these things are true but also like if we say that certain parts aren't true like they're not and people would just like I mean not everyone but people would just believe it like because they they had this explanation of what lying is and what it isn't and they basically define lying in their own way in a way that served them and I also just want to point out with like all of these things it's obviously easy for people to think like oh these idiots and stuff but like that's I mean there is some science showing that there is an association with people who have joined cults in the past that might they might have a higher likelihood of like suggestibility so that does affect it kind of but it's not like people who join cults are like necessarily idiots like there's a lot of steps that go behind this and it reminds me of something my family violence professor told me from um, undergrad when she was talking about abuse in general she said it doesn't start with a black eye which is true it's like there there are little things here and there that add up so you're slowly eased into abuse and in this case cults so yeah yeah, well, it's like the, what is it, frog in boiling water metaphor. I've never heard of that. What is it? If you throw a frog in boiling water, it will jump right out. But if you put the water, the frog in the water and then boil it, well, that's how you kill it. Right, exactly. Damn. Yeah, that's important to point out. Yeah. Like, people get groomed. 
Right, like exactly. These, they really do okay, get groomed. these religious organizations. Well, and it's usually also like people in like difficult or sad situations that are like looking for a community yeah, and exactly. an answer and stuff. So it's like people who are very vulnerable, which ma- to me makes it even more fucked up because it's like right. they're literally preying on people who like are desperate for like love and understanding and stuff. It's just so right. evil. Yeah. Yeah. It also, this cult started in the 70s, like so many other cults, but. If that gives you any context to like what type of what what was the like culture like within the communities at that time, just like people still not being down with civil rights and women and like gay people and all that unrest. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot to mention. I mean, this this kind of implied, but they were also apparently extremely homophobic. (laughs) What's new? They're like, we got to check all the boxes here. Yeah, for real. Yeah. They really said best of cults. <laughs> like, let's make the most stereotypical cult on the planet. Yeah, like the greatest hits. <laughs> God, so yeah, but the the main thing about this cult is that they are involved in child labor. Yeah, I feel like that's why it like got a bigger name. Like it was like a bigger scandal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they actually own like a bunch of different little like farms and shit. And the one of their farms actually like sold stuff to Estee Lauder. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Isn't that really weird? Yeah. So they were actually like investigated by the government for child labor like multiple times like convicted of it or punished for it or whatever right yeah and and sometimes like they were they were successful in removing a lot of children from these situations in like different locations yeah like the government would have these raids to take them yeah they definitely um had raids but i don't think that they were ever actually convicted of any child labor um the labor department found no violations at the the farm that was selling shit to Estee Lauder, but they did find them for like the one spokeswoman of the cult saying that like, I don't know, I guess that she 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 said that the fines were for a 15 year old pushing a wheelbarrow and another 15 year old changing a light bulb that they apparently saw. And they said that's child labor. I'm like, OK, that seems like you're a, a liar. But well, I bet <laughs> I bet that is what they saw. Like they saw other stuff that was like maybe but that was the only thing they could really nail them on so they like took the opportunity but in the documentary i watched it did mention when it came out that the kids were being abused the court court did like look into that and like they went to trial and they didn't have sufficient sufficient evidence to like convict them or punish them or whatever and they had taken 112 children into custody and then when the court couldn't find evidence they just like gave them back they didn't and they didn't do any <laughs> physical um, like checkups on the children for like physical signs of abuse. I was like, "What the fuck?" You would think that'd be like the first thing they do. That's insane, yeah. right? That that's like that's the literal bare minimum you can do because they could obviously have no like signs of it and still be extremely abused. The fact yeah. that you didn't even do like the the easiest way to to see if they are being abused is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Also, though, they were investigated in different countries as well um, regarding. The issues of homeschooling and also child abuse. Yeah, at least in Germany, they that's where there was a raid conducted. I think there was also one in like Vermont or something. Yeah. Um, so they, in Germany, yeah. in Germany, corporate corporal punishment is illegal. Well, homeschooling is also illegal. Oh, really? In oh, yeah. So that's why they left there, and they're like in Sweden now or something. I actually really like that. 
that's illegal there. That's actually dope. Yeah, and I like that corporal punishment is illegal because that's why they couldn't get knocked for abuse here because they were like, oh, it's just like spanking. It's like, why are we still like just like saying just spanking? Like that shit is right. I know. I'm like, um, you definitely shouldn't hit anyone, <laughs> right? In general, and it's actually, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously it's even more fucked up to hit a child, but like. I'm just like, if you wouldn't, like, get into a fight with a, a grown person, why would you hit a child? Right. Defenseless, so people can, like, take their anger out on them. And it's so fucked up because, obviously, like, in, in my classes, we've, we like, in my family violence class specifically, we've talked a lot about different cultures and stuff and how there is, I mean, I, like, I am against spanking, but, like, technically there is some gray area with that stuff however and like there are cases where people can be spanked and like that's it but i i think one of the most harmful parts of spanking is the fact that it teaches kids that they could be like hit in general so it blurs the lines for them for like maybe they think spanking is okay but like what if someone else in the family starts hitting them or sexually abusing them or something and like they don't know if that's wrong because they're being spanked in the first place true so it's like a slippery slope yeah that's such a good point it like i feel like it would make them like more easily fall victim. this is speculation so obviously i don't know if there's even any studies on this but i feel like that would make them easier to like fall victim to abusive relationships when they're older yeah like they were loved by their parents and still got hit so like love could be like violent sometimes you know for sure at least that's how i feel like my brain would end up working i'd be like oh yeah this is just what people who love me do yeah, that's your foundation of what a relationship like looks like. Yeah. So definitely. Also in France, there were a lot of raids to occurring because they also had um, sex and sex like S E C T S. Oh. And, um, <laughs> like, they what? They sex, also so they, they were- also had sex. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. They fucked. <laughs> but they had they had them in that country too, and um, after during the time when i can't remember the cult's name it's something of the solar temple like people a solar temple something like that that committed a mass suicide in europe so after that there was an organization that was like the and it was called something like anti-cult something so they were going hard on their practices which i think if i'm remembering correctly helped them remove some children from those situations because like after oh i think it's peoples of the solar temple so yeah i don't remember when that was but like that helped them crack down on this but i don't know how long it lasted i actually i'm wondering if i know at yellow deli which is the restaurant that they like are associated with they have multiple locations in the u.s i wonder how active it is in other countries still they have locations of the restaurant in other countries damn they have one in like new zealand and australia or something damn i don't know okay Besides that being a cult, that's hard to do as like a restaurant chain to get in multiple, <laughs> multiple. No, for real. Like, this food must be damn good. Like everything aside, <laughs> how did multiple countries pick this place up? No, well, dead farm to table. <laughs> it's free range. Non- like this is children labor to table. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> a five year old cooked this for you. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's so literally Kid Nation out here. <laughs> God, I wanted to be on Kid Nation so bad. Oh, you have to. It's all on YouTube. You have to watch it. I've never seen it. it. I only heard of it because of you guys. It was so good. Me and Kyle 
were obsessed with it. And I was like, I would run that bitch. I was like, I'd be like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, you would. I would because I would boss all the other kids around because they literally like had to make like a town from scratch. So they all needed like different roles and like slowly like. Yeah, like literally none of them know how to cook. Yeah. Like, they don't <laughs> like, they don't have like running water. They have to go to like a well and literally carry back buckets of water. These kids are like literally seven years old. They're like, okay. They're like, in okay, the desert. Role play Little House on the Prairie, but no parents. Like, you just gotta spend this- this is making me think of that episode of Broad City, like Jews on a plane when they're trying to get to the airport and they go to that, like they see a taxi in someone's house and they knock on the door and it's like a, <laughs> like a 12 year old kid that's yeah. driving. <laughs> and he has fuck bracelets for all the people he's fucked. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're like, children are terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. I definitely, did you guys ever wear those? The fuck bracelets? No. Though that's an actual thing. Oh yeah. Me of course yeah. me, my shithead friends wore them in middle school. And if you for us so the way we played it was there was different colors and each yeah. color meant a different thing. And if somebody broke one of the colors, you had to do that to them. Yeah. So like if like pink would be kiss, yellow would be hand job, like blue <laughs> would be sex. Obviously we didn't actually do any of it, but it was like a right. game like flirty. Which is so fucked up. We were like 13. Be like, oh my God, don't break my bracelet. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, I... you had to suck my dick. <laughs> Literally, it was like, I don't what think is my... even happening? I don't think my school had that. I, I literally, uh, when he said fuck. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. When, when he said fuck bracelets on the show i thought that that was like, oh, they made it up. But it's really just like, I thought that those were just like the, those silly band Mm-mm. bracelets. Oh, no, they they're were... they're a different type of bracelets. Yeah, they were a bit thicker. Like they were like the kind yeah. of bracelet that that's like chewy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know. I want to chew about. on one right now. I know. <laughs> like literally gnaw on it. I love <laughs> chewing on squishy things. <laughs> eat some Polly Pocket clothes for dinner. Yes, I would chew on Polly Pocket clothes. And if you didn't, you're a liar. Yeah. I literally <laughs> in their mouth at one point. I would like, re- I've actually never done that. I heard of that recently on Twitter a couple of years ago. I didn't know that was a thing people did. I would never like suck on shit like that because I was so aware as a kid, I was like, that's going to damage my teeth. I can't. Like, <laughs> oh for, me, for me, it was like, it feels so good. Still now, now I want to do it. I mean, I, it, I can feel it. Put it in your molars and you're like, <sighs> like you try to like crush it. It's like a good way to like get out like anger and tension. You're just like destroying <laughs> it in your mouth. <laughs> I just want to say we didn't really get into like testimonials from people, but the people that have left this cult, they said it was fucked up and their life was hell. They were beat all the time Ugh. for literally doing like anything wrong. Like you wouldn't even know what it was you did wrong and then you would be smacked with a stick. And also like the people from this article that I read, I think it I think that it's literally like Colorado University students. Um they went to the Yellow Deli like compound location in boulder and they saw all this shit they heard they literally heard a child being beaten with a rod like in the building where they do their prayers and like religious shit yeah so it's that ingrained in like the actual like religious part of the cult which i mean clearly that's their whole life but in their like practices of 
reading the Bible and shit. In the documentary I watched, the woman said um, that she, like you said, like as a kid, you're pretty much beat every day. And it's not even just your parents. Like any adult in the cult has the right to like punish you for whatever they see fit. Which That's like so fucked. I feel like just makes it even more fucked up because then it's like yeah, it literally just any adult. You good, Chaso? Yes. <laughs> you look so sad right now. Well, I literally am not sad. <laughs> I was recently thinking, I'm like, I really have a permanent sad face. You, <laughs> like, look, like, you, were, you look like this. Like, like, I, yeah, like, like, like I Jill, dog eyes almost. Jill, literally, Jill told me one time that I, I look like perpetually concerned, and I do. No, I really do. I like, I'm always like, anything else? no. <laughs> literally (laughs) all right well short episode but thank you guys for tuning in you can catch us every tuesday on spotify and apple Podcasts. yeah thank you again and we will see you next time Bye. bye bye